0: on the last episode of Dice Funk.
1: What are we gonna tell Lavinia? Well, we have no choice but to be honest with her about what happened. I know you like your friends, but I think
0: we need to seriously consider the possibility that Violet is a liability.
2: I liked it better (laughs) when you were a frog.
0: We don't actually know what causes Zavala to appear. Not every person who's ever died (laughs) didn't suddenly come back with magic body parts, right? There's a trigger that we don't know. Just because
2: somebody genocided you doesn't mean you should murder them all back. First of all, I feel like making any deals with this thing is a terrible idea because it's, like, bad.
0: I'm going to go to where it is, and I'm going to put my staff to its throat, and I'm going to make it do what I want.
1: I don't know if you're going to have that option, Welch.
0: Well, yeah, you clearly, you've brought my fetish back, so the driver's going to be here in, like, ten minutes. If I try to walk past you right now and go collect my professor, are you guys going to get in my way? Yes. Yes. And I also just sent a message to the sh- captain of your ship to leave without you. She took the staff. Yep, she was holding the staff, and in a cloud of blue fire and lightning, she is gone.
2: <laughs> so, so she was trying to kill you, so that you couldn't help, you couldn't do help anyone else.
0: Well, silver lining, <laughs> she didn't get all the power she wanted, and we know where she is. Yeah, where is she? Where would she be? The Feywild, specifically, probably where the Cascades overlaps with. The Feywild? (laughs) That's Unicornicopia!
1: Because time doesn't move at the same speed in the Feywild. So
0: in a week, it'll be like ten minutes later there. Right. And we can just go to where she's about to pop out and just immediately gank her to death and take it back. And then we have the
1: Cool Spear. (sighs) But that still means getting airborne and that still means dealing with the drow.
3: I want to take this... Very, very far away. I can't get very, very far away on the boat that I have.
0: So you want us not to get revenge, and you want to take gnomes from us? It will explode. You can't come collect this. We will come into Bollywog Village, and we shall inspect it to make sure Welch is gone. And then when we are satisfied, we will watch you throw it into the ocean.
2: Everybody calm down. I'm gonna keep you safe. All Bullywugs, go home with your families. Crit!
0: Yeah! Lavinia averts the wholesale slaughter of the Bullywug village. Yeah. And you guys have brought peace to the Cascades.
4: Damn. It <laughs> was a hell of a roll.
0: Uh Johnny has taken to I don't know, graffitiing is the right word. Oh, is there more? Yeah, in our Oh there <laughs> Has
4: he graffito us? Oh yeah. wow.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look let me look at this thing here. We got uh I, I I'm not oh, sure what the thing says here. It says R Rubo Rubo Snoppy.
0: In our Roll Twenty app where we play D and D, Johnny has I fa- I guess found the pen <laughs> that lets him make notes. Oh noise. I found the
3: pen a long time ago.
0: Okay. And now he's drawing stuff all over it. It says Robo Snoopy uh, under a large arrow. He's drawn from drops icon, and now someone has drawn eyes on it.
1: That's that's me. I'm, I'm just sort of like eyes, sort of exclaiming at the concept of Robo Snoopy, you know. And eyes are now ascending beyond their exclamation. And, oh no! Someone's drawing a doggo. <laughs> and now there's, <laughs> and now there's a dog. Now there's a Drago here, you know.
0: Do you guys want to play Dungeons Dragons tonight, or do you just want to fuck around in this, uh, fucking shared MS Paint?
1: I mean, those are both the same thing, you realize, that we're playing D&D within this shared MS Paint trash heap thing.
0: Yeah, I think Roll20 passed, like, two million users today. Good
3: for them.
1: Some of that is us.
0: (laughs) 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 We're very thankful. Also, now this dog has blue
1: hair. It's a mohawk. Okay. It's a blue mohawk.
0: Those are supposed to be sunglasses,
2: but it's hard to do that on a laptop.
1: Thing. <laughs> I thought it was an eye patch. It's a it's a it's a pirate dog with an eye patch and a blue mohawk. If oh, if no. only Violet was reincarnated into a dog with a blue mohawk, <laughs> we would all be dead by now. Oh, wait. Ah, oh, there's the earring. Now it's a real pirate dog. Oh, this is good radio. <laughs> you know, it's a radio drama, you know, serious time.
0: Do you guys want to uh, describe other images we see on the internet?
1: <laughs> um, I, I, I can describe my, i um, seeing Elias sort of like sitting at a table in the library, his head in his hands, wondering how the hell did we get out of that last situation without everyone dying?
0: I just thought of the best ending for this campaign. Uh oh. The camera zooms out and Elias closes the book that he was reading. It was fan fiction he wrote about himself and his friends. <laughs> The end.
1: You saw through the entire ruse, you know.
0: Yeah.
3: Congratulations, Austin. As the dungeon master for this campaign of you writing a campaign, uh, I'm giving <laughs> you full marks. Um, you level up?
0: Oh, That's all I've ever wanted.
3: When did the eyes
2: move?
0: So six minutes in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's drawing on eyebrows. They're
0: putting eyebrows on them. Guys, we can't. We literally can't. This episode will be unpublishable if this is how we conduct ourselves. <laughs> also, there's kind of, like, downer stuff going on in the in the game. So it's going to be super whiplash.
1: I feel pretty good. I'm ready to go.
0: All right. So let's talk about the drow occupation of Hole in the Earth. Mm-hmm. Because the drow army has been let into the city. Although Lavinia pacified the populace and prevented any violent conflict. Uh, the drow are still kind of... Uh, they think they're the best. They think they know what's right and what's going to happen here. They've basically taken the run of the place. They cordon off Welch's lab and the library for their own uses and investigations.
3: Yeah, but but Austin. Yeah? Now that I'm intimately familiar with the Dungeon Master style, my reaction to that is, well, fuck 'em. I got mine.
0: There you go.
3: We didn't completely screw everything up.
0: So, so you're, what you're saying is, since you guys actually succeeded in something, yeah. you're not really interested in any of the fallout from that thing?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I've been picking my moment to try and gloss over some of your flavor text. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that's good. This is very good. That moment is now. I've been,
3: I've been waiting. I've been waiting for what I think is the right time. But, uh, I mean, you know, it's your show, so by all means, go ahead.
0: That's come up in Mm. seven months in the making. (laughs) (laughs) And I do like how it reflects on me that I haven't really tried any extended flavor text uh, that was interruptible. Um, But basically what this boils down to is the drow take Crusher aside to interrogate him. I think Sildiel, Elias, and Lavinia try to keep a low profile Mm -hmm. as martial law kind of descends upon the village. While I'm trying to think what the correct military term is, but let's say like a squad of drow escort drop and violet to the surface at bow and arrow point to dispose of the fetish so they have you at a distance but Mm -hmm. with arrows trained on you
4: where where exactly am i and like what am i looking at
0: you're marching through the tunnels up to the surface uh the Mm -hmm. agreement was that you guys would throw the fetish into the ocean in return for the gnome prisoners and then not slaughter so you're being taken to do that
3: Mm -hmm.
0: is that okay with you leon yes okay (laughs) what about team small
2: i have a thing i want to do okay uh i have sending now
0: okay we'll talk about level ups in a bit okay because you guys have finished the cascades arc which means you're going to level up but i think it makes sense for there to be a story explanation first instead of just like divine inspiration
3: okay leon
0: yeah
4: Yeah.
3: do you think i should just throw (laughs) the fetish back into the cave
0: Hey, I mean,
4: whatever you know makes you happy. Whatever explodes the most things.
1: Elias is talking to his mother. Uh, thinking, uh, I, I, I sure hope that that drop in violet don't cause an unexpected murdering of a massive drow, thus ruining this temporary ceasefire that they have forged.
3: And once again, fucking up all my hard work. She says like she's the only one that did any hard work. Ugh, honestly,
1: <laughs> dryads. Always taking all the credit for the work.
3: I seem to recall you doing tons of damage to that spectator.
0: Drop and Lavinia snipe at each other from several hundred (laughs) yards away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's all that Lavinia uses sending for is to just back sass drop. That is great.
2: But I am going to try and be sneaky and keep an eye on Crusher because I'm worried about him.
0: Yeah, he's taken away for interrogation and then eventually released from custody, as it were. And he comes over to you guys. He's, like, very badly injured. He's, like, limping, and I think he probably has uh, crutches or something. He's not in great shape, but he tells you guys uh, the bullywogs have all agreed to tell the drow it was Welch who killed Gwendolyn. Mm. Sweet. And so the drow are 100% focused on Welch. They think she's behind everything, and they're looking for her, and they're not currently peeling Elias' skin off, which is probably what they would do if they knew what actually
1: happened. Mm. Uh, Elias just sort of like pauses because, frankly, he was not sure that they would have actually gone to, I'd like, done that for him. And he just sort of nods to Crusher and says, I, I don't know if there's anything I can do to express my thanks adequately enough for what you've done. You've likely just saved my life with that. <laughs> sort of laughs nervously, rubs his neck. I
0: assume Lavinia translates... Yeah, and and he says back that you guys saved his life, and you've saved many other bullywugs since you've been here, and he they just don't want any more violence. And he pauses and then says, "And Un- unless they have the upper hand, of course."
1: Only well, just sort of nods because he probably has like comprehend languages in some form on him.
0: Yeah, you guys are good. Um, so while you're chilling out there, Violet and Drop, you guys are
1: yeah, just
3: on our way up to the surface, I suppose.
4: Unless something happens, I don't do anything
3: different. Nope. You guys emerge
0: out onto the white sandy beaches Yay. Of, the, of the Cascades, the giant spiderweb dome looming over you, and uh, they tell you to go to the other side of the beach and just stand and wait.
3: We go to the other side of the beach and stand and wait.
0: Yep. <laughs> they are very impressed by our ability to follow orders. Yeah. One of them walks over to the dome and does some uh magic, and it peels back.
3: Do they pull a rabbit out of a hat?
0: They do all kinds of cool stunts, magic okay. stunts. Yeah. All right.
3: Because if, if there's an endless handkerchief in here, I had a vision earlier this week about how Drop is going to die, and I just <laughs> won't put up with that.
0: <laughs> I should incorporate your uh, <laughs> 3 a.m. tweets about Drop's deaths <laughs> into the campaign. <laughs> um, but no, one of the drow opens a hole in the dome, which is something that apparently they can do. Uh, you guys really didn't explore that much, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. and th- there is now kind of a portcullis window out, and then they
3: back up. Like a, sorry, a portcullis or like a porthole?
0: It's a circular hole. I think both are words that we can use. We're among friends.
3: <laughs> First of all, I'm going to look out the window. Just just look out.
0: <laughs> yep, you see the ocean. It is very blue.
3: Just the ocean? Yep. All right, then, uh, then out it goes.
0: And I just want to address, before I inevitably get... Totally owned. Yes, porthole was the word I was looking for. (laughs) Portholes is a thing on a castle.
3: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) It may have influenced what I was going to do or how I saw the scene, possibly.
0: Okay. So to confirm, you are disposing of it?
3: Yeah, I I don't think I really have much of a choice, because we can't go back in if I have it in my pocket, because if I get close to the drow, then it's going to (laughs) explode. That
0: that would be difficult to sneak past them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: Just, gotta go, but, you know, keep your distance. I I don't like how drow smell.
0: (laughs) You whisper to Violet, and you're like, I don't think they're going to do a cavity search. You should be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone explodes and dies. Yeah.
3: All right, so yeah, it's it's going out. All right, and I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it super visible too, so that they see it go out. <laughs> They're like, "Nice." <laughs> or how can I do "nice"
0: in a Russian accent? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
3: That's
0: very good. Very nice.
1: Very nice.
0: But they approach you hesitantly, uh, unsure if you're gonna explode, and when you do not, they close the porthole. There you go. Behind you, and then basically walk away. They they're not interested in you anymore, and so they leave and go back down the tunnels.
3: What do you what do you think, Leon? Do you think maybe we should? Uh... What
4: what is our? How do I put this? What is like our immediate goal, like right in front of us? Because there's there's a lot of moving
1: parts.
3: Yeah, like what's what's going on with the with the in the first place the gnomes.
1: We haven't had a chance to secure the gnomes yet because we're still dealing with the drow occupation inside of Hole in the Earth. Mm-hmm. So we haven't secured a gnome yet. All right. Well then, mm-hmm. then we're gonna head back to
3: Hole in the Earth then.
1: Yeah, right. I really
3: like
2: the phrase "secure the gnomes." <laughs> yeah,
1: we we want to go on a uh, on a shopping spree. We want to make sure to get the best doorbusters for the best gnome. <laughs>
2: Should you get all the gnomes on the grocery list
1: in the any of the drow cities every Friday is Black Friday. You know, so you just go. there. Oh and-
0: my God! <laughs> ha! That joke was a hate crime. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't hate
1: good deals. What are you talking about, man?
0: Oh, this episode is a disaster. Back with (laughs) Elias and Lavinia and Sildiel and Crusher. Uh, Crusher says, my condolences. Uh, It's a shame about Ziggy. Are you guys going to be staying for the funeral? Um, well.
2: What? (laughs) (laughs) Because Vinny hasn't been told yet. Nobody told Vinny. Right.
0: And this is where that conversation from last week comes into play, as Vinny
1: looks from person to person for explanation.
2: What's happening? What?
1: Elias just sort of raises a hand and says, we didn't have time to really explain during, well, everything that was happening, but our uh, efforts to save Ziggy uh, had failed after he casted Cloudkill.
2: But But everyone else made it out.
1: Well, I don't know what specifically happened. I know that my mother was able to secure me and Violet was able to secure Drop, but the cloud kill must have succumbed to Ziggy and no one was able to to get him out of there in time.
2: I'm gonna take a walk. <laughs> Vini's gonna take Hunter on a little walk. Oh, Because she can't handle it. And she's thinking about, wait, isn't Violet really strong? Couldn't she have carried two people?
1: Mm.
0: With one hand, probably, yeah.
1: Probably. <laughs> Also, Ziggy's probably not that strong, too uh, heavy, too. So
0: yeah. Also, that Crusher says that the drow are going to finish securing the place, and then they're going to let us go ahead with the the services. If you guys want to attend, I know you have to leave soon.
1: He doesn't have Vinny to translate for him. So.
0: Oh yeah, I thought you said he had uh, comprehend languages.
1: At says comprehend languages on himself. I mean, the, he yeah, he just, he just sort of nods and does a gesture to express thanks. He gives you finger guns, which is the new...
2: I knew it. I knew <laughs> it! I don't
1: understand what they mean, but I like them for some reason. Yeah. So. It's
0: just the new thing. It's, ever, it's the hip thing all the kids are into.
1: Yeah, I noticed all the other Bullywug just sort of doing that at each other ever since Drop has come by. That trend set
0: Yeah. Drop and Violet, you guys are coming down the tunnels. You're getting back to Hole in the Earth. The drower standing guard outside. Uh, they see you coming, and they hold a hand out, and they say, "Paper's." We made a deal. I'm I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I don't care. You can go in. <laughs> right. Frogs don't have papers.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
0: And then as you walk away, you hear them basically memeing on you <laughs> as you go. <laughs>
4: Are they memeing on us? Yeah, oh, okay.
0: they meme on you real good. Okay. Which memes?
1: The dankest memes, obviously. <laughs> they're, they're probably dated, too. Uh-huh. They're probably like dabbing and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dabbing drow doing dank memes. Oh man, that's an image. Yeah. Thanks. This episode's finally worth it. That's right.
2: You didn't like Robo Snoopy? Mm.
0: <laughs> I was trying to forget that. <laughs> but so you guys are all kind of on your own recognizance around this village until the funeral. Is there anything you want to do before we convene that event?
3: Do we have a status on Professor Chance yet?
1: Dizzy and tired, but alive. He's probably with Sildiel and Elias. By the way, because they they secured him out of the library during the whole schafafalu that happened earlier.
0: Yeah he he comes up to you guys. He's just like jamming burned papers into his coat, and he's just like, "What happened to your guys' ship? Why are we still here?"
1: Uh, well, we have to still secure the gnomes to help us get the ship airborne. But as far as I've been informed by Drop, we have that secured.
3: Am I am I around for this? You can be wherever you want. If you want
0: to find them, you can find them. This is kind of a free form. Just role okay, play. Okay, then it. yeah, we're
3: gonna we're gonna we're gonna group. Cool. Let's let's, let's come together mm-hmm. and feel all right.
1: Everyone but Lavinia and Hunter are together. I I suppose the thing that would be nice to do would be to stay for uh, Ziggy's funeral or the service that the Bullywugger planning on doing. I uh, hope Vinny comes back sometime soon. She did not take the news particularly well. Then again, that was not surprising, to say the least.
2: I'll come back when the, the funeral starts. I'm just visiting with frogs right now. I'm just hugging a lot of frogs and crying a lot.
1: Are you just going frog to frog and hugging
0: them? Yes. Nice. So I guess at a certain point, someone wanders over to Drop and Violet, because they recognize them from the negotiations, and says, "Uh, we're going to leave the gnomes on the beach. We're bringing them up right now, if you want to collect them. Uh, apparently, you guys have a ship, so the sooner you guys leave, the better. And then the dry walks away without waiting for a response, okay,
4: Violet is kind of like putting everything together, and it's like, "Oh, yeah, we're collecting gnomes, right?
1: Mhm, the whole set
2: yeah, we catch them all.
1: I don't even know how wow. many gnomes we were able to secure. Did you find out how many they were going to give us? I mean, they're giving us all of them drop, but how many is all of them
3: i I wasn't I'm not so good at math.
1: <laughs> it was kind of a bulk
0: negotiation.
4: Are we enslaving the gnome race? Oh,
1: no, please. As long as none of them recognize us, I'm sure this won't be awkward at all when we see them on the beach.
3: If they do recognize us, I think we could possibly appeal to their survival sensibilities.
1: Right. Basically, you either come with us or you're going to stay here and starve. Something like that (laughs) drop.
3: Or, you know, we've got the only boat.
0: We'll save the what do you guys do to the gnomes until the gnomes appear (laughs) instead of having the conversation and then carrying it out. Okay. So uh, after you guys have that discussion about the gnomes, some time passes and uh, Ziggy Ribbit's funeral begins. You guys aren't really familiar with Bullywug rituals, but you understand basically by just the level of activity that is happening. Not so much as any particular cultural signifiers. Um, A bunch of Bullywugs you don't recognize, begin carrying a box to another part of the village.
2: Did somebody take his staff?
0: Yeah, Drop took uh, all of Ziggy's stuff. Yeah. So he has it. We'll want that later. So the Bullywugs take the box with Ziggy in it to a secluded corner of the village because this is the Underdark, so everything's kind of cave. Mm -hmm. You can boil most of it down to cave. Pretty much. And so they take him to uh, what seems to be some kind of designated burial place where they've already dug a pit, a kind of... a a grave, if you will, and they lower the box down into it, and then you see uh, a bunch of the younger Bullywugs, the Tadpoles, as it were, uh, with baskets, and they, they're they bringing them over to the uh, event.
2: I wanted to go to Ziggy's grave, and I'm going to put some leaves in it with his casket.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny you should say that because it appears that what they're all doing is passing these baskets around, which are full of... Uh, lilies and they're basically everyone takes a handful and throws it in over top of the of the box Mm. and so that appears to be what they're doing they're not they're not throwing dirt on the hole as you might expect from what we understand as funeral ceremonies it seems to be just plant material and it has something to do with like recycling the body Mm. pragmatically as as part of nature
2: (laughs) i'm gonna grab a handful of leaves from my hair and throw them
0: in too all right The couple of Bullywugs give speeches. I think only Elias and Lavinia can understand them. And they're about how strong and how brave, how talented he was, how fast he picked up magic, um, how much potential all his children have, and that they're going to be great leaders and wizards someday. Um, Did any of you want to speak? Nobody would understand me one way or another. Uh, Lavinia could cast
3: tongues on you. Yeah, I can. I don't have anything to say. (laughs) <laughs> look i'm trying to be polite okay Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good
4: um ditto for violet
1: in fact double for violet
2: oh my god
1: no i was gonna, i was just gonna indicate that elias was probably going to abstain himself he's just sort of he's taking this a bit rougher than mediocre or whatever whichever <laughs> jeff it was
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah that one
1: and it's just harder for him to really come up with things to say at the moment. Words are not, you know, words are not his strong suit. At least compared to Vinny.
2: Yeah, Vinny's gonna speak. Alright. Hi. You guys probably don't know me that well, but Ziggy was one of my best friends. At first we thought maybe he wasn't very nice, but he came to our rescue many times. And I know he is someone who's going to be sorely missed by everyone in the village, but I want you all to know that the entire time, you guys were always his priority. So, that's all I have to say, because I'm really sad, but if any of you all never, ever need anything, just find a way to contact me, I guess, because I like to think of all of you guys as my family, just like Ziggy was. Bye.
0: one of ziggy's tadpoles runs up and hands you a book oh what is this it appears to be uh ziggy's spell book from when he was an apprentice and was just learning magic
2: oh no i hug that frog <laughs> uh
0: you were suddenly swarmed by tadpoles who hug you <laughs> until you're knocked <laughs> over and then you're on, you're at the bottom of a tadpole pile
2: I'm okay with that.
0: Okay. <laughs> so please smother me in their froggy goodness.
2: <laughs> basically, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, while that's happening, uh, Sildiel comes up from behind you, Elias, and kind of puts a shawl, like I guess just some basically clothing items she found,
3: mm-hmm.
0: kind of around your head
3: mm-hmm. to kind
0: of disguise your whole face scene. And you see she's done the same. Mm-hmm. And as you guys prepare to depart, she's thinking ahead. That's probably not great to just...
1: Walk well, past the drow looking all a ladron like Yeah, Yeah, you're probably going
0: to want to tone the elf down until you you leave now.
1: Just a touch, yes. Yeah. She is is the smartest one in this entire party. (laughs) I I shared her character sheet with the forums, which revealed that her intelligence is a 20, so...
0: She defers to your judgment on a lot of things, but... But... (laughs) So when you guys have extricated Lavinia from that tadpole pile, uh, I guess you're ready to go. Unless you have any other uh, business here. It looks like Crusher is going to take over... What's left of the Bullywell government, even though they're kind of basically a drow subjugated thing for the time being, but mm-hmm. it's a non violent occupation, right? As far as you can tell, the drow have definitely claimed Welch's machines and any energy left over the library.
2: I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say goodbye to Crusher before we leave, and I'm gonna ask him if he's sure everything's gonna be okay.
0: He says the drow are only interested in us now because of a personal vendetta. They ignored us for centuries because we don't mean anything to them and soon enough they'll ignore us again. This is just something we have to suffer through.
2: I'm sorry.
0: We don't really have any use for any of her stuff, so they can take it for all we care.
2: Okay. I'm sorry if, like, we fucked up your whole sitch.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, stuff was pretty good. I don't know whether it's better to have a strong leader who doesn't have your interests in mind or the opposite. I'm I'm good at math, and I'm very strong. <laughs> Political philosophy, not one of my core strengths.
2: <laughs> Just take care of everyone, and I think it'll be good.
0: Mm-hmm. I will bring all of my strength and math proficiency to bear.
2: <laughs> okay. I'm going to hug him. Bye, Crusher. Bye. I'll miss you.
0: <laughs> he says bye, and then what he thinks your name is, which is badly mangled by his frog tongue.
2: Aw, oh, he tried.
0: He tried very hard.
1: I always thought you were saying that his that the name comes out as badly mangled. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny.
0: No, it's just Lavinia isn't, doesn't literally mean anything to my knowledge, so the mm. magic doesn't do a great job with it. But right. I guess you guys are on your way out.
1: Yeah, and of course, Professor Chance is coming along with us because, well, he knows exactly where that portal is, and I have a feeling he will still be useful <laughs> to keep along, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any reason to stay here anymore because all the books are confiscated and Welch isn't going to help him with any of his right. stuff anymore. So, yeah, hes I mean, he's probably going to be integral to the rest of this campaign, actually.
1: Yes, oh yeah, I'm a, uh, fully aware of that. So. so he follows you guys, dazed
0: and annoyed, but in one piece, at a certain point, you guys are joined by just a drow who has no interest in talking to you, who's just coming along to open the barrier.
1: Mm-hmm. At this point, the uh, necklace has already been broken to kind of signal we're ready for, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea, because as you guys recall, last episode, Welch sent two messages using the spell sending. Mm. One was to the the dormant golem, which had been spread in various pages throughout the library in case of mm-hmm. a need of it, which she used one, one sending spell to awaken, and the other she sent... To the captain of your ship, in her words, which you presume is Isaac, with a message to leave you behind, and you're not exactly sure how that resolved. Yeah. Once the vial is broken, you assume somebody will come back for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully Joan, since it's only one reason why that vial would break.
0: That's it's a good question. I'm I'm surprised you guys haven't been more worried about it, but you guys make your way out onto the white sandy beaches and you see uh five gnomes. Shackled ankle to ankle to ankle, sat down in a miserable huddle in the middle of the beach, and the two drow who are guarding them uh, see you coming with some exasperated relief and sprint off back down the tunnels, finally relieved from their duty of guarding them. Uh, These guys look emaciated, very tired, bruised, traumatized, spider-bitten. They look like they've spent this entire campaign's length of time being terribly neglected in a drow prison.
3: Well, then I'm going to roll medicine on them. Aw. I love it. And attend to some wounds. Boom. 25.
0: Holy cow. Nice. So many wounds.
3: Hottest nurse ever.
0: Nice. You you walk over and you immediately start uh, looking these guys over. And there's nothing broken and nobody has any open wounds, which means none of them are in immediate danger. They're just vitamin deficient. Mm-hmm. Exhausted, apocalyptic amount of stress.
3: Then I'm, I'm gonna say to them, "Don't worry, you're safe now. We have pickles."
0: <laughs> oh my god, I love pickles!
3: Wow.
2: <laughs> we also have really soft blankets for sleeping on. <laughs> but mostly
3: pickles.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm really more excited about the pickles, guys. That's <laughs> my thing. I'm a gnome. We've established this. <laughs> 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 violet can you give me a perception yeah Aww. i know you hate it i don't mean to do this to you but it is relevant all right here that i guess i don't know 12 <laughs> all right with the 12 you look at these gnomes and you there's a like a deja vu sense that washes over you but you can't really quite pinpoint why
4: there was a glitch in the matrix
0: yeah mm. you see these gnomes and you're like something familiar about them and then it passes. Okay.
2: Can the rest of us roll shit to see if we recognize any of these gnomes?
0: Uh, you could, but none of you have. It would not be relevant to the rest of you.
2: Oh, okay. Hmm.
4: What gnomes has only Violet seen and the rest has not have not seen?
0: Or, or had face-to-face contact with. Yeah. It's not a big secret. It's This is just the no One of them is Captain Park from episode two, which you whipped off your hat in front of him and he fainted dead away when you were a unicorn. Okay. It's been 29 in-game hours, I realize. It was
4: last year, okay?
0: I'm just saying, he doesn't recognize you because you're a different species, but potentially you could have recognized him. Instead, these are just five random-ass gnomes for all you guys know.
4: Well, I'm able to roleplay this pretty well
0: because I don't remember that at all. Amazing. (laughs) But uh, the drow asks you guys, like, uh, do I open now Are you go?
1: Possibly. I don't have a way of confirming if our ship's on the other side quite yet. But.
2: Can I try to send a message, like a cantrip message, to see if the boat's 120 feet away yet? I mean,
0: it's a cantrip. You can literally do it infinitely. That's Okay. Yeah.
2: I'm just going to try to send one to Joan and be like, hey, are you guys 120 feet away yet?
0: <laughs> All right. So kind of how I was expecting that answer to be was Lavinia just sends messages over and over and over until she gets a response. Yeah? Yeah. All right. That works for me. So it takes, uh, how long has it been since you broke the vial?
1: Broke the vial basically during the back end of Ziggy's funeral. All right. So it takes a couple
0: hours before Lavinia gets any response and the drow starts getting incredibly impatient. At one point, it looks like it's going to just leave and abandon you, but it has orders and it does not. But it is very frustrated when suddenly, uh, Lavinia, you get a response. You were sending it to Joan, you said? "Yeah," And she says, oh, my God, where are you guys? Kay's going to kill him
2: who uh we're on the beach
0: isaac he tried to leave without you
2: oh i can't explain that just tell my dad to hold on i'll just tell him
0: Uh, (laughs) let me just switch
2: so i send an i I interrupt my message with a message to my dad going hey that's not isaac's fault calm the fuck down dad or i'll yell at you when i get back i'll be very mad i won't talk to you anymore you're
0: gonna reverse ground him
2: Yeah, this time you're
0: grounded. (laughs) Look at me, you're grounded now. All right, so you guys know that the ship's about 120 feet away.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Okay, so I guess we're going to tell it to open.
0: All right, the drow very frustratedly does the magic to make the dome recede, leaving a window for you guys to see out. And you see a ship going right towards you at just mock speed as if it was intending to ram through the dome to try to get through to come in and save you guys.
2: I'm going to message Joan, don't ram the dome, please.
0: <laughs> she says, it's not me, it's your dad. I'm sending
2: a <laughs> message to my dad. Dad, <laughs> don't ram the dome. And then I'm going to like wave my arms out the window.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> he does a 90 degree drift on this ship to not slam into you guys and instead pull up for you to climb aboard, I guess.
2: Yep. Climbing yeah, all
0: going, board. We won't belabor the whole you having to help the gnomes one at a time in a long chain. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know, Austin. I think we should roll yeah? for like every single one.
0: How many, <sighs> how many NPCs is this now? Let me check. Let me do this math. This might be exciting. There are 12 plus 5 gnomes. There are 17 people on the violet one now. Cool. Those pickle stores are going to be devastated.
2: <laughs> I thought Joan could make food, though, so can't she just yeah. make more pickles? The pickles
0: are a joke, yes. <laughs> Joan has to <the> spell. <laughs> uh, it's called, I think, Goodberry. Yep. Not to be confused with Good Burger, home with a Good Burger, can we take your order?
1: Yep. Goodberry is a great ranger spell. I think a druid spell also.
0: Yeah. It essentially means you never starve.
1: Yep.
2: It sounds like a strain of weed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, here we are, folks. so as you guys clamber up onto the ship you see as the window into the cascade closes behind you the drow flips you guys off (laughs) oh well
2: i'm gonna blow it a kiss (laughs) that's
0: amazingly sassy (laughs) (laughs) as you guys kind of get your bearings get back onto the ship you notice that on the other side tusk is currently in the process of throwing Tukua Toa over the edge as they climb up onto the ship, and he just picks them up like a WWE move and just overhand tosses them back into the ocean. Cool.
2: Oh my god!
0: But they're they're assaulting your ship one s- slow, weak fish man at a time, and he's just basically <laughs> he's basically just going from guy to guy and just tossing them back in. Can I help? Yeah, sure. You guys are just gonna have some fish tossing fun.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna grab him and just choke slam them
1: down. <laughs>
2: Okay. Please don't hurt them, just throw them off the ship.
4: I, I can only throw by choking.
1: Uh, <laughs> that, that's objectively false, but, you know. <laughs> it's in the rules, I'm sketch. not good
0: with fingers yet. <laughs> I feel like that makes sense. Oh, one of them swings at you with its hook, Violet. All right, let's bring it. All right. You take Ow. six oh damage God. as it pierces your bicep with its giant fish hook. I instinctively stab it. You instinct You're gonna pull out your great sword to fight this fish.
4: I feel like that's what she would do.
1: All right.
2: Would friends work on the f- fish, or would it work? it' I'd probably work on Violet, but did she get mad at me? Uh,
1: uh, Elias looks up his spell for sl- looks up sleep again. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. I I've,
4: I have swung. Is it
0: Violet? You go to swing your great sword, and it looks like it's on track to cut this fish dude's head clean off. Uh-huh. At which point, Joan. Syl DL and Elias if he wants to join yes. in I'll hit you with simultaneous sleep spells oh that's bullshit I
4: clearly rolled first yeah
0: and, and you collapse <laughs> fast asleep onto the deck you're no fun that's what I think and, and Tusk runs up and punts the <laughs> fish over the edge
1: oh that that would have been a field goal wow you stabbed me that, three points there
0: he did six points of your like 60 health you little baby <laughs> But uh, everyone gets a good night's sleep. You guys have just survived quite a harrowing situation. We have a couple of things we need to go over. One is, what are you guys doing next? Two is, what's your level up look like? And three, if there's anything you want to say before we en- uh, before we enter the end game. Because there are no more planned arcs. And you can, with the information you have, put an end to the story. So, okay. we'll talk about all those things now.
4: Well, I'm asleep, so I I can't, you know, even...
2: That's what you get for being rowdy. I was trying to help.
1: Elias Elias is going to wake up Violet once things get kind of moving and there's no Kuatoa for her to get into a fight with.
0: Yeah, that was mostly just for flavor. It's not a big deal.
1: And, well, no, he's going to talk to a Violet after he wakes her up. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, That's what she says. (sighs) Violet, Violet, Violet. What? We're, I'm going to need to find out a way for you to use that impulsiveness of yours more effectively. There were fish monsters! Yes. Yes, and we didn't need to get into a fight with some of them, because that would cause all of them to start attacking us. And we can't take out all of them, at least not practically. I feel like I can, but
0: alright. Pra- what, what is practically?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think what we need to do is to spend some time training you a bit now that you're you're still dealing with new limbs and a new means of inflicting pain on others. I'm more than happy to spar with you, to practice you up, as it were, in a more nuanced way of using your fury for good.
4: My fury is always for good. But yeah, I mean, we can wrestle.
1: oh no 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 (laughs) we're not going to wrestle Uh, we're going full steel sparring here okay
4: are we gonna do this like off camera or are we really gonna yeah off camera okay okay then we we do it and there's a montage and i'm like in a silhouette over like a sunset yeah that happens
0: i would like to do the level up scenes but since they happen while you guys are going i want to establish where you're going first if that makes
1: sense my assumption is the first place we're going to go is either going to be Tiger Mountains or the Ragged Woods. I'm assuming that is one of the two.
0: Well, let's let's say this. Once the confusion about Welch's message is cleared up, mm-hmm. Kay unties Isaac and takes him out of the barrel he was stuffed in below deck <laughs> mm-hmm. for trying to leave without you guys. And he is put back on the steering wheel while you guys all have a giant uh, 16-person meeting to discuss everything That you wanted to discuss, because right here, let's get all the plans, let's get all the lore, let's get all the character arcs, Mm -hmm. anything you leave on the table after this point, we might not come back to, because Mm -hmm. it could be either death or glory, so let's get it all on the table. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to think, who who would logically
1: start? I think it's probably Joan, who says, so, what's now? We are going to the Feywild, ultimately. Two reasons. One, to get to Welch, and both stop her actions and possibly use some of the resources she's acquired to aid us in dealing with Zavala. And then secondly, because I'm probably going to need to appeal to the Archmages for their assistance in this matter.
3: They're going to be really impressed with my coat.
1: <laughs> Sildiel nods vigorously, and she says, yeah,
0: I mean, one Archmage is worth all of us put together. They could honestly probably do a much better job than we could. My only concern is time flows differently in the Feywild, Mm. and the Archmages are known for many things, but swift action is not one of them. There will be hearings and inquisitions and interrogations and legislation, and I I just want to put this out here because I do think that is the best chance we have of stopping Zavala, but if we go to the Archmages, we, we lose the Prime Material. We will not be able to get them to take action in time to save this plane.
2: Do you think there's one that, like, because you said even just one is better than all of us put together, do you think there's one that we could convince into swift action? Like, a particularly emotional one or something? Or
3: a tawdry one that's susceptible to blackmail?
1: <laughs> one approach we could take is try to express the immediate threat, as demonstrated by Welch's actions of not just Zavala, but any entity that seeks to override the wishes of the council.
0: If we could get one of them alone, then yeah, perhaps we could convince them to take swifter action. The problem is when we enter Mithrandain, I mean, they, they're they going to know. Like, there's not like any clean way of isolating one of them. We're all going to be like taken in for interrogation. And it's like
1: mm-hmm.
0: the the time scale is like, if we go there as we are planning to, like we have to do the damn thing. Like every minute over there is so much here. Mm-hmm.
3: Drop drop lifts his coat up a little bit and says, "Would this be useful at all?"
0: I mean, it's it's been very useful. It's saved a bunch of lives. It's a good coat,
1: but like,
3: <laughs> but but the fact that it's Letharian's coat, it doesn't doesn't carry any weight.
1: It, it, it I don't think it would necessarily persuade them either way, even if it was being offered as an artifact for one of the temples.
0: It would probably add another month to the inquiry as they try to figure out where you got it and if what they should do with it. Oh, and by the way, they would definitely take it from you.
3: Okay, well then we can just pretend that it's a nice coat.
1: Okay. My mother's point is simply that the moment we move to the Feywild, if we were to go down that route, the time here will accelerate so fast that the rest of the world flooding is nigh inevitable. Yeah, once we go through that portal, it's go time. Unless there is a way for us to simply interact with Welch, get what we can from her, and then immediately jump to Zavala, which I'm not sure if we have a means of doing so cleanly.
0: At this point, Professor Chance speaks up, and he says, I mean, my plan was to use the energy to run a bunch of calculations to trace the portals back, but every plane vibrates at its own frequency. That's how like she can plane shift, is she has the frequency for the prime material in the Feywild. Mm-hmm. So if we had anything from Zavala's plane i could get the frequency from it and jump there directly i just have never had any access to that
3: drop drop makes a very very special uh, effort of staring at jones leg
0: jones leg is <laughs> jones leg is a modron leg that her girlfriend kind of modified for her as a prosthetic it's it's not extra planar mm-hmm. all right
2: vinny's going to speak up what about cuz i'm assuming drop told us about the vision in the
3: oh yeah that's
2: that's all on the table yeah what about lita's eye i don't know if she it's like a diamond or some shit that showed up there right maybe she'll let us take it maybe
0: yeah i mean if we could get access to any of the the body parts that zavala bestows on people maybe that would work and this is austin out of character now i hadn't thought of that (laughs) Hmm. <laughs> if we can get to the black hearts we might be able to get directly to him although we still have to decide if we want to first stop by the Feywild to grab welch because her weapon is the only one that probably has a chance against him good ideas this is
1: good this is a good set could,
2: so- could could some of us uh, I know splitting up is bad could some of us go to welch and some of us to the black hearts
1: problem is anyone who goes to welch the time scale is gonna be different so you going to the Feywild could end up causing you to be gone for days relative to us
4: also just never scooby do it (laughs) you just just don't i'm sorry it's just not a good idea
0: by the way sorry to break the mood, but sheriff k runs off (laughs) runs back and he has a leer i'm sorry a liar for you
2: (laughs) oh thank you dad
0: you're welcome
2: you're ungrounded thank you (laughs) but i'm watching you (laughs) okay (laughs) Have I uh, looked through my spell book yet?
0: Uh, that's what we're gonna do during the, the level up stuff. But I, uh, if I know if you want sending, obviously that would be super helpful. So let's say let's let's get Lavinia's stuff out of the way here because I think it could be plot relevant. You flip through Ziggy's spell book, his adolescent training wheel book,
3: his horn book, Richard Scary's Spell Town.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: So what spells did you get as a level six bard, Lavinia?
2: Oh no, where'd it go? I took um, sending. I took Mass Healing Word, uh-huh. and I took Remove Curse. Cool. So, I don't know if it's the same with you as it is in the book, but according to the book, Remove Curse can remove gashes.
0: Uh-huh. What use would that be at this juncture?
2: Well, if we were talking about going to the Tiger Mountains, we haven't talked to Shay. If she's still alive. If she's still alive. But I have sending, so I could send her ascending and be like hey are you still alive
1: you certainly could yep and yeah and the because the distance of sending is basically anywhere the only thing is that if you're sending it to a different plane there's a basically you roll a d20 if you roll a one the sending doesn't work so <laughs> it's essentially
0: infinite <laughs> yeah yeah you could talk to anyone in the multiverse basically
1: well that still doesn't help because <laughs> if we were to even contact someone one of the mages. The amount of time they would spend talking would be... <sighs> it would use up
0: all of her miles. <laughs> it would use up all of her prepaid.
1: Plus, they don't
2: know me, so it wouldn't even be like... They wouldn't be like, ah, yes.
3: The time the time dilation would be that we could tell them, but then by the time we'd show up, they only learned about it 30 seconds ago.
0: <laughs> time is stupid. Right.
1: Well, no, actually, it wouldn't work for you because you need to be familiar with the person you're sending it to. Oh, that's you right. You need to know the person that's right. I have that know you're sending them. to.
0: Oops. We found a limitation.
1: This is useful for us being able to coordinate with people who are still alive on this plane that either we need to talk to or relocate or what have you, but...
3: What about Vinny's girlfriend?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I can message her and be like, hey, (laughs) it me.
1: My out-of-character problem is, like, my plan basically is dead in the water because I can't convince the other people to go through with it.
2: It's the Feywild thing? Yeah,
1: because basically I'm saying, anyone else that is on this plane that you care about is going to be dead probably if we go through this with this plan. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and Vinny's already worried that her whole entire everything is sunk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's actually a lot of plans that are potentially unworkable for various reasons. I think Drop and Elias have kept the genocide
1: route to themselves, so that's essentially off the table. (laughs) But like (laughs) that, The genocide route is not even like a complete plan, it's a stopgap plan. And also, it's going to be very difficult
0: because you guys have burned bridges with a lot of potential allies. So I've
3: made it absolutely clear. Mm-hmm. I can't punch that many guys. <laughs> yeah. Especially <laughs> underwater.
0: Yeah. Agreed. The genocide route would be like the dirty way, like the easier, dirtier way out if you had an army behind you. But as it is, it's both immoral and impractical. It's the, the double whammy of not a great ending.
2: Bad and bad.
0: My point is that there are like a potentially infinite number of ways you can solve this. I don't want to like box you guys in, but we've you know I think we've narrowed it down to a couple that you guys are pretty comfortable with.
3: Okay, I I sort of feel like our like our best bet right here is to try and check out what we can do on the prime plane. So like maybe hunting down the Zavala, seeing if we can track down the Black Hearts.
2: I can send them a message.
3: Yeah,
0: this would be a very Harrowing dice roll of a decision. If Lavinia couldn't literally just cell phone up anyone on the plane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her taking that spell at level six is like the eleventh hour power up <laughs> that you get only. It's the <laughs> supersonic where it's like, oh, if we had this the whole game, everything would have been so easy. But nope, it's only for a Robotnik.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's why spellcasters are bullshit in fifth <laughs> edition. Wow. I mean, they are. I mean, they are because because they're. The utility scaling is so unfair compared to every other class that it basically there's a gap between caster classes and everyone else when it comes to utility in the in the game. So
0: that's also why I like to justify these things in narrative because if Vinnie was suddenly struck by a game-breaking spell that would be lame, but her getting it because she was close to a wizard who died I feels like Aww. kind of a, a sad but satisfying way of bringing that to
1: There's other things that Elias would have liked to have done in terms of possibly getting either resources or things together to help at this time. But again, everything that he has plans about is a death sentence for everyone else on this plane. And yeah, he can't convince other people to do that. So,
3: all right, you know, drop is very easily convinced he's got nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm just, as a player, I'm saying it seems, it seems to me like our best option is to try and tap as much resources from the prime plane as we can right now. Prime material. And then yeah. and then move on because once we move on, yeah. we have moved on.
0: Yep. So I'm gonna call up Sherry. Alright, so you're gonna you flip through Ziggy's book, you find the infinitely helpful spell sending, and with your new liar, you play a song that will save the prime material plane. How does it go?
2: Oh god. I had one, but it doesn't make any sense <laughs> in this particular instance. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. It could be something you've
0: written. You could be like, this is a composition inspired by my journey. It doesn't have to be about this particular situation. (laughs) Oh,
2: no, but it's so bad. It was a really bad one. It was like the worst one I've ever done. Well, now you
0: definitely have to do it because everyone's going to be...
2: Okay. It literally makes no sense. It just popped into my head one day because I'm bad.
0: Okay. I'm into it.
2: It was... You used to call me on your shell phone. (laughs) Late night when you're on the boat. That was it. That's very apt <laughs> at this point, I was thinking though. about the fish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're saving the world with a uh, psychic te- telephone call yeah. while you're on the boat. I know,
2: but there's no shells.
4: It, it's fine.
0: It's fine. <laughs> there are shells somewhere. It's a metaphor, oh, man.
2: I'm, like, sweating now. I'm so embarrassed I'm sweating.
0: Everyone loves it. It's okay. What is the message you sent to Dr. Sherry,
1: Noel M.D.? If you if you get this message wrong, everyone dies. No pressure. It's
3: not Lupus.
2: <laughs> hey Dr. Sherry, it's Lavinia. The plant girl. You remember me.
1: Just, there's a word limit. There's a word limit to oh, this? There yes, there's a twenty five word limit, I think. Okay.
2: <laughs> Hold on. Never mind. It's
1: just
0: like it's this is like a tweet. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that's right, because he, never mind, in sending, they know who you are, that's right, right. they can tell who sent you. Backspace,
0: backspace, backspace, backspace.
2: Backspace, backspace, (laughs) yeah.
0: Wait, Johnny, did you just say it's not lupus combining the house medical joke with the Latin name for dogs? I may have.
2: Yeah, I picked up on that. Fuck,
0: that's a good ass joke. Don't sleep on that joke, folks. That was a good joke. You did. I did, it just like
1: came to me in waves.
3: I'm I'm (laughs) used to this, all right? Yeah.
1: So that's an episode name, it's not lupus.
3: It's just that if, if this was word funk, it would have been 30 more seconds and I would have said, D- do you get it? <laughs> yeah. It's a
0: banger. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, what is the real message you send Lavinia?
2: Okay. We might be able to save everything. Come meet us at... I'm sending coordinates. <laughs> but be chill. Amber is here. We need your help. I think that was 23.
0: Peace out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Instead of coordinates, is there some place specific you wanna tell them to go? Because I don't know that you guys have longitude and latitude.
2: Coordinates. Damn it, I was hoping somebody would. Uh I still want to try and see if I can talk to Shay, but I don't know how everyone else feels about that. But we
3: can go to the we can go to the Tiger Mountains. We can
1: go to the Tiger Mountains. I mean basically at this point, the other thing we have to remember is that the gnomes that are on the ship currently are going to be working to help us get this thing to be airborne, right? Yeah. If you want to ask them. Yes, that's uh, one of the things that Elise will be talking to them about.
2: Okay, I'm just going to say meet at Tiger Mountains.
1: Okay.
0: I'm trying to think if she would send the message in her accent.
3: <laughs> yes. No, she would, send, she would send it in a 1930s reporter reading a telegraph accent. Oh,
1: that's good, too. <laughs> Your message has been received. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you going all mid-Atlantic on us here? <laughs> yeah, she
0: says, uh, we're here. Orcs. Angry. <laughs> Help. Mm. <sighs> I'm gonna kill some orcs
2: okay well i'm gonna tell everyone that i'll be like well guess what guys they're already in the tiger mountains apparently they're got angry orc things happening so
1: uh well we, get, we can only get there as fast as we can move speaking of which <laughs> this looks to the uh, probably emaciated but probably being fed gnomes
0: yeah he's just jamming handfuls of good berries in that gob not pickles man i I built the pickles up so much. He drained those pickle supplies. So much that they've actually injured themselves. They've eaten so many pickles that they're in incredible pain.
2: Like, their tongues are doing that thing where, like, they can their tongues are raw because mm. it's too salty. Too, too,
3: that brine. That brine, though. As a quick aside, I saw a weird recipe on the internet today for pickled popsicles.
1: Listen, listen, I... Brine burns are nothing to joke about, okay? Yeah, it's, a, it's serious. It affects two out of three gnome families.
2: I have wounded myself on many a salt and vinegar chips. Elias
1: is sort of like, okay, first, sorry we took so long to get you out of there. Garl provides. <laughs> yes, yes, Garl provides. Um, We have something that we need to do that is very important, and it will help everyone on this plane. But we need this ship to be flying in order for that to work. Y'all got Garl Iron? We know where to get it, but we don't have it yet. I don't think so. Do we? No. No? Violet checks her pockets.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's in the ragged ragged woods. woods. In
1: the earth plane underneath the crystals that we confiscated. Or purloined, rather.
0: Yeah. You guys run some quick back-of-the-envelope math. It will take you a couple days to get to the Ragged Woods, probably a couple days to outfit the ship, and then you're out of time to get to the portal, unfortunately. I'm not thrilled about it, but the way this, this has worked out, you get from the gnomes that they definitely understand how they could get the ship up. It would just not be in time to get to the Feywild. But you do know of an airship
1: and where it is. It's in the Tiger Mountains. It sure is. Let's steal an airship. We're not stealing it.
3: <laughs> I feel like I feel like that wasn't a win at all then.
0: It's just unfortunate that you guys did Cascades after Ragged Woods. It's nobody's fault. It's just, it's, you know. It's a little our fault. Yeah. Most of what we do is our fault.
3: <laughs> I blame everybody else except <laughs> yeah. for me.
0: You guys made a dozen little choices throughout the campaign. Everyone had good yeah. and bad consequences. You guys did super well. I think this is a good point because I'm going to get this question during the postmortem. I'll just say it now. There's a bunch of different ways they could have done this. And while they failed in some ways, they succeeded wildly in others. Uh, The biggest one is getting information about Zavala. It's possible you guys could have got here not knowing anything about him, (laughs) how he works, who he is, what he's doing. You guys, like, crushed it. You basically know everything except for the precise nature of the trigger of summoning him. That's like a 99% completion rate of what is arguably, like, the golden route because it solves the problem at its source. Mm. So, like, we can sit here and be like, oh, man, they fucked up the airship thing. But, like... You got another airship. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually, you guys did pretty well, all things considered.
1: The thing is, is that we can use the information about how Zavala works to parlay with the Blackhearts, because the Blackhearts, their entire motivation is predicated mm-hmm. on Zavala. So that is the angle we have to go at. But we probably, in that case, should drop off the gnomes and Isaac at the island where, what is it called?
0: Meadowlark Island is the island that Glittergold controls.
1: We should drop off Zack and the other gnomes in Meadowlark on the way to Tiger Mountain, since it's on the way anyway.
0: Is Isaac going by Zack now? That's a really cool, like, <laughs> nickname. You guys are just gonna start calling him.
1: I, I said Isaac, so... Are we doing that?
2: It's, I think you cut out, because it sounded like Zack.
1: Yeah. Dropping dropping him off with the other gnomes, because one, Isaac requested to be dropped off there after the, the Cascades. Mm-hmm. And secondly... There's no real need for us to have him and the gnomes around, and we might as well just drop them off where they can be with, well, the rest of their uh, families and such.
0: <laughs> the rest of their kind.
1: rest of their, ki- their short, short, <laughs> high-pitched voice kind. Yeah.
2: Plus, I don't feel like they're really super interested in helping us. <laughs> also, that means I would be able to take a nice long nap and restore my spell slots, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: So I think we have the plan set. So uh Isaac turns the wheel south. You guys going to stop by Metal Arc, drop the gnomes off, then go further south to the Tiger Mountains? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh sounds good. So I think from there we move into the character development scenes. Okay. And then th- and then I think we're good, huh? I think we ha- we have our finale lined up. I guess. So let's start with uh drop. All right. All right. First of all, uh what do you get for being a level 6 monk?
3: Why Austin? For leveling up to level six monk, I am awarded the skill of Wholeness of Body, which means that once per long rest, I can heal three times my monk level as an action. Nice. Also, um, in addition to my my key upgrades, all of my hand to hand strikes now are considered to be key strikes, which means that my my hand-to-hand strikes count as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage
0: okay so this is actually a big deal because as we discussed previously you guys have lost access to your magic items so a lot of things are resistant to regular weapons but not
3: drops fists anymore drops fists can punch anything (laughs) sad punch boy is really good at punching Mm. and also being sad
0: now, is there any particular narrative way you want to explore this? Like, you were meditating, and all of a sudden, like, your cheek scars healed up, and you're like, hmm, wholeness of body. <laughs> or, like, were you punching something or somebody? I was
3: I was thinking wholeness of body was more about, like, him trying to pick, like, pieces of his teeth out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know? That, like... Because I'm assuming that it was... It didn't just go clean through the sides of his jaw, you know? And then, like, leave everything else intact, so I think he was probably just practicing some home dentistry, <laughs> and uh, and and while, like, maybe just moping about it, it, it started to, like, it started to heal. He started, like, some of the teeth kind of, like, bound back together again, and he was like, oh my god, if I stop complaining and just concentrate enough... I can make teeth. <laughs> Being a monk is so cool. But then actually discovered that it's it's really less about, you know, making teeth and more about healing damage.
0: Yeah. I just get so relaxed. My my body just, like, makes more of me.
3: <laughs> it's like it's it's back in, man. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as the key strikes go, I just kind of imagine that, that in, you know, the area that Drop has been staying on the ship, he probably set up some training dummies and things like that. Because um, an important part of being a monk is, is maintaining your training regimen, as well as, like, your meditation regimen and things like that. So, uh, and I guess at some point in time, maybe this time, he's, he's like, trying to really convince himself that he can make a difference, and maybe, maybe, you know, like, nobody has to die, and it's gonna be okay. And then, you know, he goes all Fist of the North Star on it, or something. <laughs> and just, like beats the shit out of this training dummy that that was like previously a match for him but then he just like just shatters it
0: (laughs) i like the image of tusk makes you like a little training dummy that looks like welch (laughs) yeah (laughs) you guys explain what she looks like and he's like all right i gotta we gotta get pumped to punch this bitch
3: (laughs) and then but then like but then like immediately afterwards he gets, like, really sad and apologetic because he was like, oh, no. oh I, b- I broke the training dummy you made for me. Oh,
0: Tusk says, Drop, not only should you not worry, but I just want to say it's been an honor fighting by your side. You're one of the greatest warriors I've ever known, and I look very much forward to us being the two strongest people left so that we can fight to the death to decide who's the strongest.
3: <laughs> Drop, Drug- Drop kind of, like, looks behind him, just to check and see whether or not Tusk is talking to somebody, like, if, if Violet walked in the room or something. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's one of the nicest things that anybody's ever said to me. Oh. Oh. And he starts to tear up a little bit. Oh. Oh.
0: Yes, the tears of a warrior. Good, good. good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you understand me, Tusk.
0: We shall harness this emotions to destroy our enemies.
3: As well as some flavor. Let's go get some lunch.
0: (laughs) You guys go make snacks.
3: All right. right. You're going to
2: bond over a hot sausage.
0: (laughs) Well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And that's the name of the fanfic that explores the rest of that scene. (laughs) All right. All right, uh, so how do you feel about Violet next?
4: Okay. Uh, Well, uh, besides basically just some math that goes up uh, for her level up, she also gets mindless rage, which means that it's like (laughs) one of her many rages, but in this one, she can't be, uh, she's she's reached a level where she cannot be charmed or frightened while raging. So I guess her skin has become like (laughs) a, a deterrent to being charmed. Or something. <laughs> I don't know.
0: As you're so angry that your mind can't be influenced. This is an actual, um. like, startlingly perfect consequence of <laughs> the spectator trying to mind control you during mm-hmm. that fight and you shrugging it um. off. OK. You remember you made your save when it tried to control you the way it did to Ziggy yep. and you just were like too angry. And now it's like <laughs> you've perfected it. And when you're raging, no
1: one can talk you out of it. <laughs> However, I will note that you can still be put to sleep during it. Yeah.
4: yeah that, that, I really what I really want is sleepless rage. Mm. Yeah. I hate that spell so much. Um, But yeah, that, that's basically uh, what's up.
0: All right, and I think uh, Violet, you probably go up to take your turn at the wheel to drive on the way to Metalark. Of course, yeah. As Isaac hands it over to you, he says, "Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss this ship. It's nice." Yep, it's named after me. You gonna, you gonna be okay without me? Uh, I'm gonna say yes,
4: but you know, see, I don't know how this is all gonna end because I'm gonna have, to, I think I have to kill Billy or something. I don't really know the plan, but if, for example, uh, my head gets cut off, um, you know, like as a possibility, you can, you can have the ship because then, uh, I can't drive it when I'm dead. Seriously, dude? Yeah, (laughs) bro.
0: Thanks,
4: man. Sure.
0: (laughs) All right. Have a good, uh, have a good night. I'm going to see you in the morning. Yep. All right.
4: Finally, presses all the buttons. Yeah.
0: He takes off and you push buttons. And then like a minute later, mm-hmm. uh, Judy comes up with a bottle of whatever just heinous hooch she's managed to scrounge you up <laughs> <laughs> hidden from somewhere. Mm-hmm.
2: I'd like to think she made her own moonshine.
0: Like, she's been getting Joan to, like, purify seawater or something with magic, and she's just been- that's what she's been doing to keep busy, is just making the most disgusting alcohol. And she says, hey, I hear you like to party. <laughs>
4: Before she even finishes her sentence, Violet grabs it and says, all for Violet! <laughs> all right. She da- she downs it, and then uh, sort of, like, grunts and flexes like the ultimate warrior. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Judy says, "Jokes on you! I got another one." And you guys uh, spend the night drinking. Okay.
1: Cut to a uh, always sunny in Philadelphia, um, and then and then everybody dies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Violet's like, "I'm the best ship captain in the world," and it cuts to Violet crashes the ship. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Before Violet passes out, she says, um, "Hey, you want to know a secret? Yeah. I know how to get Zavala's attention." Yeah. We have to almost die. I heard. So what I'm thinking uh-huh. is I turn this ship uh-huh. right towards land. Uh-huh. And all at once. Uh-huh. And then Violet falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. That's a good scene. Uh like off of the distance, Elias, while it is trance and able to hear this, says, That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So what does Elias get at his next level which I think the audience is going to be surprised what it's in I know I was
1: uh, ha, ha, ha. So uh, I'll give you a hint okay Elias's next level is not in rogue and it's not in wizard <laughs> Elias's uh next and probably final character level is in fighter Great because of course it is So uh there's two reasons for this actually three mm-hmm. One, uh, he gets a D10 for a hit die, as opposed to a D8 or a D6, which is always nice. Which means his hit points then out at a robust 37, as opposed to a 27, which is nice. Um, He picks up a fighting style, which is defense, and he gets the second win feature from Fighter for his first level, and technically now he has proficiency in all simple and martial weapons, up to medium armor and shields and stuff. And the other reason, narratively, is well, um, conventionally in a uh, second edition D and D lore, it, where the Bladesinger was originated as a kit for elves. It was specifically a, a kit for the rogue, mage, fighter, multi class uh, elf. So I figured might as well go full Blade Singer on this build here and give him at least a level in fighter to sort of complete the trinity. So that is where Elias is at the moment. He basically picked up a level and fighter. In, a, in his effort to improve his sword play and to prevent himself from getting hit during a fight. He doesn't get any ability to make his sword magical, though, which is a bit of a problem he's going to have to deal with.
0: Still, you get sneak attack from Rogue, you get spells from Wizard, and now you're Hardy from Fighter. You're a pretty dang good character mm-hmm. all around.
1: Yep, and also his armor class is now 18 if he kicks on uh, Blade Bladesong, <laughs> um, which is good, but it's not as good as his mother. Um, because Sil uh, DL's AC is twenty two when she has the blade song up. Actually, it could be twenty four because she also has haste <laughs> as a spell. Oh my god! And, and if and and, and if she triggers shield, it goes up to twenty nine, which means it's mechanically impossible for anyone to hit her on the party unless they crit.
0: Uh, probably a good place to introduce this is when you and Violet are sparring, like you're teaching her to, get, to really get the yep. best use out of her fingers, and you're like, okay, Violet, now you hit me, and then at some point you realize she can't. <laughs> like, yep. Violet is mathematically incapable of hitting you with her sword.
1: For That's that's for Sildiel. For Elias, Elias' maximum AC would be either 23 or 25 if uh, Sildiel cast Taste on Elias.
0: Oh my goodness, gracious. I kind of want to see Violet and Leas just fight, just roll it out, but we don't have the time. I do like the idea of the skinny elf rocking the meat mountain barbarian though. It's very good.
1: I think we'd be trading blows, but I think the point is that we'd actually be able to manage a decent fight, a yeah. uh, closer fight than I think she would expect.
0: Do you guys want to role play that a little bit? Just like anything you would say?
1: Like Leas was sort of be sort like, of like approaching this like uh almost like he's going to it's just a fencing duel. he's standing there with a rapier in hand, nothing in his offhand, wearing leather armor underneath his clothes and I'm sure Violet's just standing over there in his Shira outfit <laughs> slinging that giant great sword over her head. Question is would violet rage out?
4: Violet would naturally turn into a rage and then not be able to
1: stop <laughs> okay so it it would not be like a duel anymore <laughs> uh it's it, it's completely fine um because <laughs> Here's the sequence Elias does. Okay, he opens up by uh, casting false life on himself to give himself some extra hit points. <laughs> so he has an extra ten temporary hit points to start things off, and then blade songs triggered. So you've wanted to roll an attack roll we'll to see if you hit him. That's that's the that would be the only thing I would want to see out of you, Leon.
4: Okay, well I'm I guess I'm in, in this in this entirely hypothetical situation that is definitely not happening. I'm in a rage, so I'm th- I'm throwing this three times, okay. and I missed all three. <laughs> So in, in yeah. the in this thing that is not gonna happen, we are not gonna kill each other. But I would probably wouldn't do be able to anyway.
0: Yeah. Not well anyway. <laughs> Violet swings her little heart out and Elias dances circles around her <laughs> until he gets tired and <laughs> probably face steps into the crow's nest to take a little nap.
1: Yep. The only other thing Elias would be doing this time is actually more directly spending time basically praying to both uh Coralon and Sayanin for insight or guidance um, of any sort while he's basically preparing himself with the resignation that he might be going to die in an effort that might be futile, not see his father again, not see his home again, and possibly jeopardizing the life of his own mother. So he is, once again, kind of having a crisis, this time a bit more of a crisis of faith sort of situation.
0: Yeah, there's a really solemn scene of Elias praying to his god's and taking in the totality and the just the magnitude of everything that's happened and will happen and it's like filmed in a really beautiful way until mm-hmm. Chance <laughs> floats into the scene using his levitation. He's upside down and he just floats over to you and he's like, "Man, your mom says I'm not allowed below deck anymore."
1: I'm not surprised, Professor Chance.
0: I just wanted to hang out.
1: I I think at this time our focus should be on how to deal with Zavala, as opposed to becoming more friendly with my mother.
0: Man, I'm so focused. You get—you guys are going to need me. Do You know why Welch didn't just teleport into the library and snatch me up before she left?
1: Why is that, Professor Chance?
0: Because she knows I know all about planar magic. I got that planar binding. If she tried to get me, I had to make her stay there, and the drow would have come get her. Mm-hmm. You're going to need me, because when we go and we jump her in the Feywild, she could just plain shift away, and it'd all be for nothing. But you got me, and I'll bind her there, and then she'll be a sitting duck.
1: That's good to know. I guess the only thing I'm concerned about is, well, once we get to her and we get whatever we can off of her, we are still basically going into a blind fight against an entity that may not even effectively have a body of any kind.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I mean, if we have the spear and all its energy, and we have something from his plane, I'll put those two things together and then it'll all be up to you guys. So like no pressure, but <laughs> I mean, I'll get you there.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. I still think that there's I wish there was just more that I can do to help us su- succeed at this task. My <laughs> my lofty, uh foolish thoughts of going off and becoming a hero of some sort is finally Presenting an opportunity.
0: Man, you should have went to college. It's sweet. <sighs>
1: <sighs> Things are a bit different in Mithrandain, you know.
0: No, I, I, I mean, look at me. <laughs> that I don't think they'd enjoy me very much. I'm actually surprised. You guys all have been very cool about me being a tiefling. Usually I get a, I get some static about that. You guys have been real chill.
1: When your first impression is getting mugged by a bunch of king who and someone approaches you with a friendly smile; it certainly improves your opinion of that person. When the only person you can compare them to are a bunch of thieving birds,
0: <laughs> I guess that's true. I- I'm gonna be honest; I think it's mostly just your friends are not smart enough to know why they should be scared of me.
1: That also might be true.
0: <laughs> okay, it'll be our little secret. Don't tell them. But
1: I. But I. But as you could tell, it-, it helps when you have someone who prides themselves on making sure that everyone is their best friend (laughs) man that tree girl
0: hi (laughs) that
1: tree girl is whack
0: in a good way but also so so very whack
1: i i i have to admit that i don't understand how someone could view others in that way you know we aladrin are so long lived that friendships are things that (laughs) it would take probably a year of staunch thought, questioning long nights of just Making sure that the person you're talking to is even trustworthy before you would even consider them an acquaintance, let alone a friend. And forget about considering someone your best friend. A best friend is something that is forged over decades, not seconds.
0: Man, I like to be everybody's friend. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) He winks at you. We friends, right?
1: Elias does finger guns.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. That's that scene. (laughs) Alright. Uh Lavinia.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: You're a level six bard. We've discussed the spells you got, which are mechanically the way the game is designed, things you would have got anyway, but we've explained them as the book. Is there anything else that you got that you want to share with everybody? I got counter charm.
1: Mm.
2: Which still
0: confuses me a little bit.
1: <laughs> I mean I mean the, the I mean the thing about it is counter charm is amazing, but Also, the fact that you're getting spells that are not bard spells. That's the big thing.
2: Yeah, which is how I got, I believe, Remove Curse and Mass Healing Word. Because I got one spell for just being me, Mm -hmm. which was sending. But then I got Remove Curse and Mass Healing Word. So yay, I can heal people.
1: But basically, Counter Charm basically is taking Violet's feature and being able to grant a bunch of people a similar benefit where they get advantage against being frightened or charmed. Ah, okay.
0: Yeah, it's kind of you using your magic to counteract other people's, a magic that preys on their emotions. Yep. Yeah, you can disrupt that with your magic.
2: I want to use my spell slots before I rest so that I can recover them. (laughs) I have a lot of texts I need to send.
0: Let's just say you guys are going to be on a multiple day journey. Like, let's say for role playing purposes, you're good.
2: Cool. All right. So first, I need to have a talk with my dad.
0: Dad talk. Dad talk. Dad talk.
2: Hey, dad.
0: It's me, your dad.
2: (laughs) We need to have a dad talk.
0: Dad talk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you- <laughs> Someone stop this.
0: No, he's just cause a uh, Kenku can mimic any sound they've heard, so he's just using your own voice back at you.
2: Stop it.
0: <laughs> dad talk.
2: Stop that. You're reverse grounded, Dad. No,
0: not again. What's up, Vinny? Uh
2: we just need to talk about your uh problem with conclusions and jumping to them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, we're gonna drop the gnome off. me and drop are coolish. I mean we haven't really talked. I think that might not i we might not be invited to monksgiving anymore, but it's i mean it's okay
2: okay, I understand that you want to protect me and stuff, but I, like i got I'm a grown up and I have magic, and you can't just throw everyone that's helping us off the boat or put them in a barrel if you think maybe they messed up you gotta calm it
0: listen i know you're strong you can do miraculous things i'm very proud of you you've become such a strong charismatic leader recently you've made so much progress everyone just looks at you and they immediately know they can count on you the person you have become is the most important thing in my life but i've lost you once already and if I have a chance to prevent it from happening again, I'm I'm going to take it. And I just, there's nothing you can do to talk me out of that. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: I understand, but I just want to point out that if you scare away or injure all our allies, I'm probably more likely to die.
0: Point, point taken.
2: So if it's not an ally, I mean, I'd prefer you don't, like, injure anyone. You know how I feel. But if you have to injure somebody, preferably not people who are currently trying to assist us.
0: Message received.
2: Okay. You owe Isaac an apology.
0: Fine. Now, here's, this is Austin talking. A couple of people during this season have gained the information that the Lavinia that Kay raised to adolescence is dead and the livinia that exists now was created when the first Lavinia entered into a deal with zavala no one has shared that with k mm-hmm. to the point where uh, there's like a some fan theories that k already knows and is like behind it somehow and stuff i just want to i just want to set the record straight first of all that in episode eight mm-hmm. zavala explains in explicit detail what happened so if anybody wants to check that it's there uh but let's be clear k does not know
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I want to make sure that everyone's deliberately not bringing it up because this might be the last point.
2: No, does Vinny really know? Like, I th- I saw the other Vinny, but I didn't like.
0: You met the original Lavinia's
1: soul. Yeah, you met the original Lavin. You-, you met the person who made the Gesh to create you. Yeah. is the basic the operative line.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What I'm saying is, does Vinny? I don't know if Vinny would put that together necessarily. Like, I was thinking about explaining what i saw to kay but i don't know if Vinny would put together exactly that
0: it's totally a valid character choice to be confused to to not know what to do with information i just want to be explicit and make sure things aren't forgotten or left unaddressed so you can play it however you want
2: then i'm gonna i'm gonna have that conversation with kay okay and also uh dad i don't know if this will make any sense to you it doesn't make a lot of sense to me but, uh, when I went to visit Alona in the beastlands, there was another me like but not plant me like a like a person, but it was me, and Alona calls her Lavinia one so i don't I don't know if that means anything to you, but it's very confusing for me, mm. especially with all these weird magical deals and stuff. I don't know. Am I even me? I don't know.
0: He's silent for a long time. Uh, you're not sure. He it's hard to read his facial expression, both because he has a beak. He has to say, is it because he's a bird? And also because there's just a lot going on inside of him right now. And after taking the time to like formulate all his thoughts, he says, You are Vinny. And I love you. And that's all that matters.
2: Even if I'm not the real Vinny?
0: You are a real Vinny. You're real to me. You're my daughter. Uh. There may have been other Lavinia's, and I I love them too, And that, but that doesn't make what we have any less real.
2: You're such a good dad.
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I know you. You carry around a lot of worry and a lot of doubt and a lot of anxiety about a million things, but you can cross one of those off your list, and that's that you never have to worry about whether or not I love you and about... Whether Moreno loves you, we have your back unconditionally. And when this is all over, we're going to go back to Spira, and we're going to have a huge feast, and everyone's going to be there, and things will be back to normal. It's all going to be worth it.
2: I should try and get a hold of Dad, (laughs) other Dad.
0: Yeah. Will you tell him hi from me?
2: I will. I'll tell him you love him. Thank you. Uh, And then I hug him. But I also like to think that Hunter just is literally always (laughs) attached to my hand. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the camera zooms out, like, a little bit, and he's right there. And he's like, he's yeah. hugging
1: Kay's leg, and he's like, "Like, what is he doing here? <laughs> yeah. You stay away from me and my daughter. Dad! Okay. <laughs> Bye.
2: Okay. So I have more people to talk to. Next stop, Joan.
0: Okay. Uh, Levani, you go running off to find Joan, dragging Hunter behind you. I think you hear Joan and Sildiel in a cabin somewhere below deck, being like... Arguing. If I was there, I would have destroyed that spectator in a single blow. Like this. (laughs) And Sylvia was like, oh my god, you're such a pretentious douche. (laughs) But, like, they've seemed like, their banter has reached a point of, like, frenemy, you can tell, where, like, they could just not interact, but they're choosing to, even if it's, like, hostile on the surface.
2: Hunter and I are just gonna peep our heads from, like, around the corner. Yep. Like. (laughs) hi.
0: <laughs> you peep in there and Joan says, hello, little leaf and little fish. Sardine. I shall call you Sardine.
2: Oh, that's pretty good. Hello. But I'm not going to tell him you said that. I don't think he'd like it. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Joan, I have a thing I want to do to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a phrase.
0: That was something there. That's her reaction that was in character. <laughs> Subtitles laughs uproariously in Russian. <laughs>
1: Sylvia just looks at the camera. And it's like just shakes her head. <laughs> I'm I'm not part of this. This is not.
0: Sylvia's <laughs> like, should I give you two some privacy or?
2: I don't care. Do whatever you want. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know how Lavinia and Sylvia feel about each other. They haven't shared many scenes.
2: I don't know. I just I'm just like eh. I don't know if it's actually gonna like be helpful in the scope of anything, mm-hmm. but it might be nice for you. So. I'm going to s- just smack a hand on her face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm going to cast uh, Remove Curse.
0: So Remove Curse is a weird spell in that it doesn't actually provide any mechanics for how it works. Uh, mm-hmm. it rules as written in the player's handbook, it just removes curses. And I was actually curious because theoretically different things could have happened and you guys could have gotten this kind of early. And I was it was a possible solution to getting rid of the Geshes. I, I was really unsure how I was going to handle it. I was just kind of letting it ride. Mm-hmm. And which is more interesting, I guess, because you already have all the information. Like, I'm just going to be straight with you. If you just want to let everyone talk about it, that's fine. Is that, is that interesting?
1: I, I, I view I viewed it as a way to give thanks to Joan for everything she's done. Is sort of what Lavinia Yeah, doing. like
2: re- remove her burden, kind of.
0: So, yeah, you put your hand on her face rather abruptly and it shines magical light. And she says, what, what have you done, Little Leaf?
2: I don't know if it'll work. But I hope it does. I cast uh, a spell I learned on you. It's called Remove Curse. I hope it works.
0: Oh, Little Leaf, I, I do not know if you should go around doing that without permission. Some of these curses are keeping us alive. Not to me, thankfully.
2: Oh, that's a good point.
0: My my injury has been taken care of, but if you had done that to Sherry, she would be dead now.
2: Well, I don't think I. Yeah, because her heart thing. Yeah, but I don't think I would have done that. Okay. But I I thought maybe it could at least help you.
0: Thank you, Little Leaf. The sentiment is very much appreciated. I guess I can just say Zavala, Zavala, Zavala now. It is very good.
1: There is actually something I believe, I actually believe Elias does have to give to Joan as well.
0: Yeah.
2: The Joan party!
1: Joan party! Well, because of the bandolier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like Elias just sort of, like, shows up shortly after Vinny just sort of, like,
0: Elias walks in the room and Lavinia has her hand on Joan's face.
1: <laughs> Elias is sort of like, this is honestly not the most unusual thing I could have seen when I walked to this room.
0: I've walked in on some whack shit on this ship, I'll be honest.
1: I've seen a lot of weird things on this ship.
0: <laughs> Listen, Violet acclimated to her body very quickly.
1: <laughs> the per- the sleeping position she gets in, very...
0: Anatomically Yeah. Unlikely. Yes. Yeah. So
1: Elias sort of approaches Jones, like, "Joan, I have something that I-, I think you might be interested in."
0: Is it a different mom? <laughs> Do you have another one
1: hidden? No, no, Joan. Silvia rolls her eyes. <laughs> it- it's this. He reaches kind of into his backpack and pulls out the the bandolier and shows it to Joan.
0: It-, it takes her a moment to like recognize what it is. At first, she's just like, "You have brought me a belt." Okay. Oh, wait. What the what the heck? And she says, "Oh, f- from from Gwendolyn." Yes.
2: Surprise.
1: Serves so that bitch right. <laughs> I suppose it was only appropriate for this to be returned to you, Joan.
2: Hm.
0: There are spells that can that could reattach this. I don't know if she would want to receive it from me, though.
1: It's it's up to you, Joan. I figured at least that it would have some importance for you to at least see this, and as further confirmation that Gwendolyn was, well, taken care of.
0: Now the House of Spymasters will definitely lose the annual softball game. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <coughs> then he's going to say, I don't know what's happening.
0: <laughs> oh, little leaf. She, sa- she says, thank you, Elias. I do not know how my meeting with Alita will go when we get to the Tiger Mountains, but... That is not your problem. <laughs> so
1: uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure how the meeting will go either, but unfortunately it looks like we have no other choice but to meet. Yes.
2: And probably save them because they did say help.
1: Yes. Things in some ways have come full circle, haven't they? Their first meeting was in an attempt to escape from the Blackhearts, and now it's our time to save them, I guess.
0: And the season started with you guys shackled ankle to ankle to ankle, and then you've ended the season by picking up gnomes shackled ankle to ankle to ankle. There's a lot of bookends, guys. We're good mm-hmm. at fiction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. Lavinia, did you have any other scenes you wanted to do before you send some texts?
2: No. Um, h- how many texts am I going to get away? I mean, I only have one spell slot left for that, so I don't know how many naps I get to take. But
0: So part of me wants to say, let's do whatever is most interesting. Like, I don't want you to just be like, I'm going to text 35 people. Buckle in, everyone. This episode's going to be a huge one. (laughs) But, like...
2: No, I had four people to choose from. uh I wanted to message Sherry back if I could. Uh Uh-huh. Potentially Shay, potentially Jim, and Moreno.
0: Yeah. So, here's what I'm going to say. It's going to take a couple days to get there, so you have it in your rights to do several texts over those days. I don't think it's great radio (laughs) to listen to you send a bunch of texts. So, why don't you send... The one to your dad, just like catching up, and then whichever one you mm-hmm. think is going to have the most dramatic ending to this episode. And then if we want to send any more, we'll do that like after you drop off the gnomes next episode.
2: Okay, that works for me.
0: Okay,
2: okay so I'm going to send one to Moreno. I'm going to say, we are safe. Kay loves you. I love you. Are you okay?
0: He replies back, doing super. Tree was being weird. Hope you're well. Give Kay love. Go get him.
2: Aw, I hope he's not lying to me about everything being okay.
0: <laughs> I think you know Mayor Moreno well enough to know that he probably is sugarcoating it so that you don't worry about him. Like, that—that that is very much in his character, to be like, no, that's fine. You know, don't worry about me. Go on your little adventure, Vinny, even though, like, the waters are rising and they're out of money and food over there. So, like, he would never say anything different, but it's not, you know... That's just the way he is. Yeah.
2: But they're not drowned yet. He's, yeah, he's
0: not saying dying, please send help. He's just like he's pro he's just exaggerating the extent to which they're, you know, living in a flooding forest.
2: <laughs> right. Okay. And then I think I'm gonna send Hmm. I'm gonna message Jem.
1: Nice. I was hoping you would. This is gonna be good. <sighs> That is a very that's a very good sound from Austin right there. Just like it's gonna be good. So yes. Good. The DM peers over his shield. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, hold on. I have to count my words while I do this. So
1: I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to think. In, in if we're using sending, does ASL count as three words or one?
2: I'm very very sorry. I didn't mean to lie. I'm dumb. <laughs> I'd. Like to talk in person, if we can. Let me know. Sorry, again. That was 25.
0: Jem responds, no apologies necessary. Sometimes you have to do bad to do good. Someone will pay. I set my sail. Fly the wind, it will take me.
2: Back to my home sweet home mm-hmm. lie on my back mm-hmm. clouds are making way for me mm-hmm. I'm coming
1: home sweet home mm-hmm. I see your starting.
0: As always, I'd like to thank Overclock Remix for our theme music, including Tears in Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War, Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of Lavender Town's theme from Pokemon, and Ochid Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail Coming Home from Bastion. Executive Producers for Dice Funk for the month of January 2016 are Kirsten Haslinger, Extellaris, Joseph Timbrello, Andrew Grothin, Jade. The Cult of Gorfanax, Finch DeJong, Allison Ansel, Tarka, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Irving Royale, Kevin Dobbins, Savarden Akrasimova, Carl, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Eugene, Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Anna Stuhlfarer, Sean, the host of Funk Dunk, Giorgio Renna, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlotte, Jorit, Vigor Arnston, Cody Jackson, King Waza, August Rue, Athos, Ingmar Gremin, and Paul Mullen. You can help support the show directly by visiting patreon.com slash as well as supporting Leon at patreon.com Renegade Cut. If you want to help out indirectly, you could always rate, review, comment, and subscribe to us wherever you found the show, including iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and YouTube. As we move into the end game of this season, I just want to thank everybody for sticking with us, supporting us, and inspiring us as we make this ridiculous, goofy show. But rest assured, if you thought we couldn't top unicorn as a player character,
1: You haven't seen nothing yet.